Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text for this morning comes from the 20th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, verses 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again, about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more. But each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour. And you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do that? to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I'm jealous, because I'm generous? So the last will be first, the first will be last. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God, amen. So we are continuing our series. This is the second sermon in our series, The Church Has Left the Building. Right now, in this time of pandemic, when we are not meeting in person, we are the church that is deployed. The church is not simply a building, it is a people. We are the church in where we live. So since the church is or are people and we are not in a church building, how are we church right now? We are learning to be the church in three ways. We are called to love God, we are called to love each other, and we are called to love our neighbors. Last week, we talked about living in gratitude. And today, we talk about what it means to be generous. Today's parable makes me think about a movie I watched about 20 years ago. It's the film called Gattaca. 
This is a movie, a science fiction movie. It is set in a near future world where genetic engineering has made it possible to create people who are exceptional. They are incredibly smart, beautiful, and they have no, no hint of any type of illness possible. Now, in this time period, there are still people that are created and conceived the old-fashioned way. But of course, they were just like us. Not always as intelligent, sometimes prone to genetic disorders. And of course, while this society believed that genetic discrimination was illegal, in reality, it was a two-tiered society between those that were genetically enhanced and those that were not. The ones that were considered the ballads and the ones that were considered the invalids. The story centers on young, one young man. His name is Vincent. And Vincent is considered one of these invalids. He was conceived the old-fashioned way. And the crux of the movie is that he finds a piece of hair and starts to impersonate another person. And he is able to go as far to get basically on a mission that was going to Mars. He, he happened, actually worked as a janitor at a company that dealt with space. And he was able to do that. He was able to fool everybody into thinking that he was genetically enhanced, and he wasn't. I'm also, when I think of this story, I think of my time back in the 90s when I lived in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. It was common when you drove, especially where I lived in Maryland, around, and especially at a corner or maybe where there was a a gas station, especially if it was an abandoned gas station, you would come to this corner and you would see that there were a ton of people gathered there. Now, Washington was home to a large immigrant population of people from Central America. And so the men that were there who were gathered were gathered there as day laborers, just as the laborers in this story. They were waiting for some contractor, a carpenter, a plumber, someone that would come and pick them up and work for the day. So every morning, these men would come out and they were, you know, they were probably trying to make enough or make some money to put food on the table or to send it to relatives who are in need back home. And every day, they get out on that corner and waited for someone to pick them up and take them to work. And that, of course, is the world that we're talking about here. The laborers in this parable were waiting for someone, anyone, to come and choose them to work for the day. Now, in this parable, it is so easy for us to think when we see those first workers who had worked all those hours and see them as greedy. And in some ways they were. But also, can you blame them? They have worked 12 hours a day, 12 hours in the sun, in the hot sun, 
And at the end of the day, they get the same exact pay as someone who was working just an hour. These people were shocked. They had worked all this time and they get the very same pay. They were schemed. And it is interesting what they say to the owner. They say that the owner has made them equal to those that came at five. They couldn't stand that they had been made equal to someone who they didn't think had worked as hard as they did. They were, in this case, the valids, and they did not want to be on equal footing with the invalids. Now, in our world, the world that we live in, it makes sense that the people who came in early were paid, and it made sense that they were mad. If they belonged to a union like my parents did, I, I could see them filing a complaint. In some ways, there was no sense of justice here for the early workers. The owner went against the prevailing logic. Now, this is not a story about labor relations. What it is, is a story about grace, about radical grace. It is dangerous to be prideful. And in some ways, the early workers were prideful. They didn't have concern for those workers that came at the end of the day. Those workers had not been picked by anyone, and it was highly likely that the day would pass and they would receive no money. But just like the genetically enhanced people in Gattaca, the early workers kind of looked down on those later workers because, of course, they had done all the hard work. All these people had done is sit around all day. It's interesting, though, who is actually the center of this story? And it's not really the workers, it's the owner. The owner is describing what God is like. And we see that the owner here is incredibly generous. He chose to pay the workers the exact same wage, the workers who only came in the last hour the exact same wage as those that came early. His generosity was overflowing. <coughs> God's kingdom is one of radical grace where everyone receives the same. You don't work to get something. When the Israelites were wandering in the desert, they were given manna. And it was interesting, everyone, rich or poor, got according to their need. If anyone tried to hoard the manna, they would find that it was spoiled the very next morning. In Acts 2, we see that the church is established, and we are told that in the power of the Holy Spirit, these people sold prop their property to help others in need. They held their possessions, all of their possessions, in common. That was an example of the church practicing this radical kind of generosity. This kind of sense of radical grace goes against our very world and our very nature. And if it doesn't make you a little unnerved, you're not paying attention. There is actually a book that is coming out by um, 
cultural critic, Freddie DeBoer, called The Cult of Smart. And it's a very, the synopsis from what I've heard is very fascinating because he places a, a talk about how our culture encourages people to get an education. And what we are creating is a society where it's incredibly unequal that in fact education is the driver of this so that there are people who have education and are getting paid quite well and those that may may only go as far as high school and aren't being paid as well and he actually believes that maybe we should create a society where no one necessarily gets ahead because they're smarter again a little uncomfortable to hear that. In this time that we are living as a church apart, but yet together, we must remember that the God that we serve is generous. We must realize that the salvation that we receive from God is the one that God gives to everyone. There are no favorites in God's kingdom. We, realize, we must realize that what we give what we get in our, in our world is a gift, whether that is our homes, our car, money, everything is a gift of God. And maybe in generosity, we should use what we have to help others. God wants us to show this kind of radical grace when we help people. And that is a challenge, but that is what God calls us to. Can we in this time see what we have, what God has given us as a gift to help others, to help benefit others, to be generous, even in a way that almost seems unfair? In this time, as we are deciding how to be church, where the church has left the building, where we are called to love God, to love each other, and to love our neighbors. It is my prayer that God can help us to remember the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ, and that we can know and spur that salvation to help others with that same radical kind of grace that was shown by the owner of the vineyard. The church has left the building. How will you live? Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's F-C-C-S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L.org. May God be with you in the coming week.